Hello, welcome everybody to the Blake Bears Banter Podcast Spring Break Edition. Uh, today's a special edition. Uh, my co-host Sean Reed is with us today. Good afternoon. It's uh, great to be here. Beautiful, sunny day, a little bit windy. We have girls across on the turf. We always try to describe what we see at the start of a podcast, and right now, girls lacrosse having their captain's practices. And Sean, this is my uh, ninth year as athletic director, and I think this is the second out of nine years that we haven't had snow on the turf field at this time of year. Things are looking up. Everything's improving. Once we had snow till April 27th, that was year one. Never forget it. Well, today's podcast, we thought we'd do a little something different and just have our whole athletic office in here. A little get to know you and also a little, let's uh, have a little bit of fun with it. So we have the other two members of our athletic office with us. Go ahead. Nathan Hennessy. Uh, Man at Blake since 2013. Uh, Coach basketball here since 2006. So I've been here for a while. And Whitney Colbert um, just started working at Blake about a year ago and recently started working in the athletic office. So the athletic office has a lot of fun every single day. We've, this is our second week of spring break. I don't know when we're going to release this podcast, but we've been in and out of the office. We're been, we've been, uh, you know, dressing down, wearing workout clothes all day long. So it's been kind of nice to lay back to calm before the storm with uh, the spring sports starting in full uh, in just a couple of days. Right. And we thought it'd be uh, fun for uh, both Whitney in her first year as uh, the office manager and head coach of the girls' hockey program role, and for uh, the other three of us who've been here for quite a while, go through in uh, maybe uh, three formats. Uh, first one, favorite moment at Blake in your time. Maybe second one, the old two truths and a lie, see how well we know each other, and then uh, round it off, finish it out with thing we're looking most forward to for this spring-summer. Perfect. I say, Nate, why don't you go first with, um, should we start with the favorite Blake moment of all time? You've been here since 2006, longer there than me, longer than Whitney. Nate, Nick's been here a little bit longer than that, I think. So what's been your favorite Blake all-time moment? Well, my favorite moment was actually more in recent years when uh, admissions director called me up to the office and said, uh, you, we will be admitting Harrison Hennessy into pre-K. So that was probably my favorite moment because knowing that, there, I knew there'd be a great chance that my youngest, Henry Hennessy, would be getting in as well. I believe, if I remember right, didn't you post something, like you drove home and uh, you presented the letter to Harrison? Talk about that. Yeah, so I, uh, it was actually for Henry. Okay. So I, uh, we got it in the mail, saw it in the mail, we were outside shooting hoops, and I gave the letter to Harrison to give to Henry, and Her- Henry was just super excited. I posted it on Twitter. Um, it's probably close to me in the anniversary of that date, so... It was, it was a really, really fun day at our house. Yeah, that's awesome. Whitney. Yeah, I mean, I've only been here for about a year just coaching the girls' hockey program, but uh, probably my favorite memory was just being behind the bench for the first time with the Blake Bears. Um, obviously never coached a high school program either, so definitely a really cool experience for me and, and definitely one for the books, that's for sure. Did you win the game? That's a good question. Which game? Your first one? Yeah. Yeah, you won. I think we... Over... I think we tied. 
Yeah, overtime. Just o- overtime tie. Yes. Overtime tie. Yep. Yeah. That's what it was. You didn't lose. We didn't lose. You didn't lose. <laughs> Sean, what say you? Uh, my my favorite experience was uh, also through my children, and that was last year in the uh, section final at Mariucci Arena between Blake and Benil St. Margaret's. My son Axel was in the nets, and my son Lockin was a captain of the team, and it was just a magical experience. You know, growing up my whole life being around hockey and watching the state hockey tournament every single year, it's just a super special thing. And to see your boys having an opportunity to win and then go to state was just absolutely incredible and then you had the storybook of it and for those listeners who don't know uh blake won in overtime on a penalty shot which is like the most rare thing that could ever happen in hockey and to have it happen on that stage when the arena was probably probably seven eighths full wasn't totally full but it's just a ton of people there I mean, it was the most incredible experience uh, I, i've ever had um as a parent well i shouldn't say that it was a great experience and um, that's my favorite Blake moment. Well, and uh, you're too humble to be a Blake brag dadder, but uh, a really cool part of that game was actually afterwards where Axel went over and skated to uh, Lime Sand, and the two goalies kind of embraced before Axel went and joined his team, mob, you know, mob in our yep. student section. Uh, and probably one of the best uh, displays of sportsmanship we've seen, and that went viral as well. Not yeah. only to get, not only to Kevin's goal go viral, but but Axel's reaction to that went viral too, which I think speaks a lot to you, Sean, and your family, uh, to Axel, of course, but to to boys hockey and to Blake Athletics too. So. Yep, everything is awesome. Uh, I'll I'll go two quick ones. Uh, just came up on my memory year, but. Sean, your last year winning state with girls hockey, I got an awesome photo of my daughter who was four at the time, three or three or four, and you put your gold medal around her and took a photo with her, right? And she loved it. Two weeks after that, she had signed up for T-ball. And in my house, uh, downstairs, in my office, everywhere, I have my college jersey, my high school jersey, my USA jersey, and I have number 20 everywhere. And on everything you have, on every login that I have, it's RATH20 or RATHMAN20 on everything. There's no doubt that if you live in my family and you're going to grow up, that you're probably going to wear number 22. So we go to T-Ball, and Lila goes to pick her jersey, and numbers 1 through 20 are there because, of course, we're 15 minutes early and we're the first ones to pick. And she walks right over to number 20. I just kind of turned around knowing that she'd grab it, and um, she went right past it. And she picked number five because she wanted to be like Madeline Wethington, uh, was like her little role model, if you could, because Madeline was playing everything at the time. She was yep. in soccer, so we saw her play a lot of soccer, obviously hockey, and then uh, state golfer as well. So Lila said that she liked how she did everything, and her spins on the ice is what she liked. So uh, <laughs> that was awesome. And then um, uh, one awesome other note, we had this great baseball coach and teacher here who was my teaching mentor at Blake, Steve Johnson, and he worked here for 42 years. Um, and uh, his induction into the baseball, Minnesota Baseball Hall of Fame was about as good as it gets. Uh, and all the people that came back, and I coached with him for maybe 12 years, uh, taught with him for eight years. So to watch him do that was probably one of my favorites. And uh, Steve was so uh, impressive that at graduations, he had taught here so long that the kids that were graduating, he had their parents as well in class. <laughs> so the parents would stick around after graduation and they would be telling stories 
of all these things, and Steve couldn't get out of there. He, he, he'd be stuck after graduation for two hours, and I just listened to all the great stories. Yep. Uh, so those are some of my favorite moments. Yep. Awesome. So let's, let's go on to uh, item number two. We thought uh, this would be kind of a fun thing, get to know us a little bit better. We're going to do two truths and a lie. Um, we start with Nate first, so I'll start this one going the, uh, the other way. And you know how huge of a basketball fan I am. Love it. I love it. Can't get enough of basketball. And back in 1999, I worked for a company called AMC. Oh, yeah. And AMC was in charge of the rotational signage on the on court side mm-hmm. and on the fascia. So this was before Dactronics. And the, the advertisements were on these huge banners that were six feet long by three feet tall. Okay? And they were all ziplocked together. And they're on a roller. And it was my job to get them all set up. And then at certain points in the game, I'd have to hit a button and have them rotate. So you had like holiday gas stations, click the button. Super America, click the button. To do that, I had to lay out these things on the concourse and then also on the floor. And it was just a massive undertaking. They're all ziplocked together and you put them on rollers. Okay. So I spent a lot of time at the Target Center. Of these three people, which one did I not have a conversation with? Number one, Shaquille O'Neal. Number two, Cheryl Swoops. And number three, Charles Barkley. My guess would be Charles Barkley. I wish I could ask you questions about what Shaq or Char- Chuck was like because I feel like you wouldn't know the difference other than their TV personalities. <laughs> Did one play center? I know that um, Shaquille was not a point guard. <laughs> <laughs> but of those three, which one did I not talk to? Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Charles Barkley. Okay. Same here. I'm going to say Shaq. Nick wins. I did not talk to Shaq. I only walked directly next to Shaq, and holy cow, I have never seen a, a larger person in my life. It was unbelievable. He like, had a duck underneath the, the, uh, the doorways. So, yes, I had a conversation with Cheryl Swoops, and I had a conversation with Charles Barkley when I worked at the Target Center. What did Charles say to you? Well, he said, thank you, because I went up to him and said, hey, man, I really love your honesty. (laughs) (laughs) I was was an idiot, but that's what I said to him. He goes, please, man. Pretty deep conversation. Yeah, that, was that was it. That was it. That was it. That counts. I feel like I said something and he responded. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Whitney, two truths lie. All right. Um, I can do a handstand for a minute. Next one is I got hit in the face and it turned two of my teeth black. And the third one is I've coached over 2,500 athletes. What did you get hit in the face with? A person. <laughs> my, a full my sister. Body. <laughs> I don't think you can do a handstand. Yeah, not for a minute. I'm leaning uh, the black teeth. Oh, well, it was a different you color. You guys were right. Can't do a handstand. <laughs> <laughs> Can't you see her teeth still? Did have black teeth. 
They're painted. <laughs> yeah. Was it your twin sister? Oh, yeah. Okay. What'd she hit you with? I think she hit me with, like, her fist. She's aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> and then what does she look like afterwards? What, what kind of two truths and oh, lie can she tell about that story? Man, probably that I deserved it, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nathan. All right, well, mine's uh, baseball-themed, keeping with spring here. Opening day, baseball today. Correct. Um, okay, mine are, uh, I once hit a three, three home runs off of my best friend in a 14-year-old traveling baseball game. Uh, I was selected first-team all-tournament at an 11-year-old AU national tournament. And my favorite non-twin baseball player growing up was Chicago Cubs second baseman Ryan Sandberg. The second one was MVP, you said? Uh, no, just all-tournament All-tournament team? No. So, like, no. No. Kids. no. You were not. I don't think you had three home runs off a friend. Probably, like, two. Well, I already guessed yesterday. We talked about this. Uh, Rapping was correct. I'm three for three right now. I uh, did not hit three home runs. I think it was actually struck out three times. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say four. <laughs> I hit four home runs. No, I was not lucky enough to hit four home runs. Which friend was it? Uh, Rob Jepson. Don't know. And were you a big admirer of Ryan Sandberg because of WGN and Harry Carey? 100%. I come home after school, WGN's on the TV, I'm watching the Chicago Cubs play whoever. Yep, all the time. All the time. Yep. And he was, good. he was very good. Yep. I like Mark Grace. Gracie was Andre my guy. Yeah, uh, Andre Dawson, I liked him. Yeah. Yeah. All right, my uh, two <clears throat> truths and a lie. I have been on stage, musically on stage, with two of the following three artists. And you must know that I have a wide range of musical interests. Number one, Jefferson Starship, author of the greatest song of all time. Number two, Aerosmith. Or number three, Naughty by Nature. Jefferson Starship. Well, to be honest, I'm not sure exactly who all of those people are, but... <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Which ones don't you know? <laughs> The first one and the third one. Aerosmith, of course. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> we'll play some better I'm music I'm going to go with office. Aerosmith. You were not on stage with them. That's what I'm going to go with, too, because I know, I know uh, Naughty by Nature for sure, and I know you're a big uh, Jefferson fan. And that's why I think not Jefferson, because he aspires to go on stage with them. He uh, dreams to be on stage ooh, with them. Forced his way on stage. It's I think they were broken up by before he could have had oh, that opportunity. It was definitely a reunion tour. Oh, it's a, oh, uh-huh. reunion yeah. uh-huh. tours. <laughs> oh. I know that he he's probably seen them once or twice, maybe Fact. three times. Signed. I have a signed uh, album in my uh, office. He, he probably was invited on. Stage. <laughs> <laughs> I just said I was on. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was on stage with Naughty by Nature. Uh, freshman year of college at the University of St. Thomas, which I didn't even attend, uh, for their uh, summer spring spring jam, right about this time of year. I was on stage with Aerosmith when I was 16 oh. years old at the Mankato Civic Center. Uh, pulled me, uh, I was getting crushed in the front. It was all, you know, kind of general standing and seating. 
and we were getting crushed in the front with this uh, large crowd. And uh, Steve Tyler just pulled me up during uh, Love in an Elevator. Oh, and pulled me up almost, almost to just get me out of there because <laughs> I was getting crushed. And I got to stay up there for half the song, and then they booted me up. <laughs> I have not been on stage with Jefferson Starship. I'm a big Jefferson Starship fan. Nothing's going to stop us now is my favorite theme song. And uh, I have their album, and it's signed, and I've uh, wanted to be on stage and have not been able to. Well, kudos to me. I guess I got that one right. <laughs> just that one. All right. Springtime. What are you looking forward to most for the spring? Start with wit. I'm just excited to see all the different spring sports here. I know we've got quite a few in the spring, so I'm just looking forward to seeing how some of the spring coaches coach, what our athletic programs are really like. And, um, you know, I've only heard great things about Blake athletics in general. And so looking forward to just learning more about some of our spring sports. Yeah, I mean, with them missing a complete season last year it's gonna be great to see just these spring athletes out there and competing um on a personal note it'll be great for me because i'll be the jv boys golf coach and get to work with a bunch of kids that i probably haven't had a chance to work with in the past and i think that's gonna be exciting for me sean what say you for me it's uh step one back to bring our fans back yeah. you know we had some fans in the winter time um, limited fans at some hockey games and some basketball games. And just to be able to have fans back and want to see more students at games, I think we can do that now. That's what I'm looking forward to most. Yeah, if you haven't been on campus in the spring before, if we have more than one or two events happening, and that's almost every day, this place is packed. And there's cars everywhere, and there's people everywhere, and people go walk from tennis to baseball to track to softball they can catch it all in 45 minutes. Fantastic, right? So uh, I'm looking forward to that energy on campus because it's the best. But I've also been reminded that we haven't played a game at Blake since 2019. It's 2021. Spring sports have not played a game since 2019. So uh, juniors and seniors, we haven't, you know, we haven't seen people play. So uh, we don't have a lot of expectations of what this is going to look like, what's going to be like. And then we're just hoping for the smoothest possible ride that they can get as many games in as possible. We can be playing and we can crush this six, seven week season uh, with great weather and get after it. That'd be great. Well, I think this is a really good podcast. So it's awesome that um, it's awesome coming to this office every day. It's a lot of positivity, a lot of good vibes, and we're all getting along really well. It's a lot of fun. So. Thanks, uh, Witt and Nate, for joining us on this podcast. Oh, and tomorrow's competition Friday in oh, the office. Right. Um, Witt got destroyed in the putting contest last week. I need to redeem myself tomorrow. And tomorrow <laughs> will be baseball golf around campus over the lunch hour. There so you Bring your own bat. Bring your own bat. I'll supply the tennis balls. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next week, we'll, uh, we'll be interviewing Melvin Anderson, our head coach for track and field. He's got an awesome, really cool story. So look for that podcast out just a few days after this one drops. Perfect. Go Bears.